In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Hey, good morning, everybody. On today's show, are you planning to retire in 2021? If so, the next hour is for you. Questions you need to be asking and action steps to be prepared for life after work. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in on this Wednesday morning on our live stream on Facebook and YouTube and on our radio side. We are Uh, Glad to see another weekend, and happy Saturday to everyone listening on that side. My name is Scott Inman, along with John Shrewsbury and Chad Roller uh, in the third chair today. Good morning to both of you. They let him out of Conway. How did that happen? Hey, I've been been spending a lot of my time up there in Faulkner County these days. Well, good, good. I'm glad you finally made friends with the sheriff and got out. Come back across the river. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to to give Chad a hard time. It's been a while since he's been on the show, Scott. It has. We are glad to have you, and things are going well in the Conway office, I I assume. Oh, they've been going great, going great. So really enjoying it. We we are. You know, I was thinking about this, the turnover to the calendar. We talked about this, actually, uh, I think last week, about the assumption that just because 2020 is over, everything's going to be better in 2021 with the calendar change but i have noticed i had this conversation with several people i have noticed i've had no problem i have had to write a couple of checks i've had no problem uh writing 2021 instead of 2020 you know how that usually it takes a while to get used to yeah. i think everybody's in the mindset of yeah i'm ready 21 21 they've been thinking that for a long time i have forgotten about 2020 it's just like I, i'm done with it I, i've erased it from my memory banks i don't want to fool with it anymore and i'm very very hopeful that uh you know we can continue the momentum that we've had so far particularly in the investment world yeah. uh in 2021 because things have, have gotten off to a really good start yeah hitting record highs again in the middle of the week uh, and we are talking about 2021 in this concept today if you are planning to retire in 2021 what are some things that maybe you have overlooked or haven't had the chance to think about it's really easy to not have all your bases covered at any point in time when you get closer to retirement so you know we know retirement is a major life milestone and the general transition just in in itself john can be mentally and emotionally taxing so you you figure out all the the data and the math and the planning that needs to take place i think many times our clients are just dealing with the mental and emotional side. There is a lot of mental and emotional strain when it comes to to planning for retirement, Scott. And and obviously, a big part of the mental strain is uh, how do I be sure that I can replace a paycheck? Mm-hmm. Replacing a paycheck is a huge, huge deal for, for most people. And when you are just working with Social Security and a 401k plan, which a lot of people are, they are having this mental challenge about how I turn that into a stream of income that I won't be able to outlive because the worst thing that I can think that can happen to a retiree from a financial standpoint is they run out of money before they run out of life. Life continues to go on and all of a sudden you find yourself just living on a social security check. That can be a real problem. But the the real challenge that a lot of people have got to, to come to grips with is this change from accumulation 
to decumulation. I was just visiting with some folks in the office yesterday, and they are about two years away from retirement, and we're beginning to position their portfolio to be ready for retirement. And so we had the conversation, Scott, about the, all of the risk that they have going into retirement that they never had to deal with as they were building money up. The game clearly changes, and you've got to be ready for that in addition to all of the things that you're going to change as far as your lifestyle is concerned. Yeah, and Scott, you know, one of the things we need to say is, hey, we've got clients that retired into 2020 and and survived and have done well. Yeah. And and it's all because of the plan. And so I think that's one of the things, if you're retiring into 2021, I think you need to realize that there are those that – retired successfully into 2020 as bad as it was. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of uncertainty sometimes about, you know, what the future holds. I've I've been doing this now on for more than 30 years and, and I can't tell you the number of times I've had people to tell me, well, this time it's different. This time he's in office or this time, this is the situation in Congress or this is the situation with life. And and it's just different. And we're all going to heck in the proverbial handcart. And in many times, it's never as good or as bad as you think it is. It is not a good idea to enter retirement in 2021 or any year in fear. And, and I think what we're going to point out in today's show is creating a plan is the way to deal with moving from accumulation into decumulation, or as I say, dis- distribution. Because if you don't have a plan, what happens? You turn your retirement into the, your investment side is a just-in-case retirement, right, John? It just is there in case of emergency because you're too fearful to spend any of it for, as you mentioned, fear of running out of money. Yeah, that that is a, a bad thing that a lot of people uh, actually uh, take the posture of is, I, I don't need to do this just in case. I don't need to spend that money just in case. I don't need to go on that trip just in case things get bad. And, and they live this just-in-case retirement. And what happens is that you live that just-in-case retirement and then you pass away. And Chad, you leave all your money to your kids that go do all the things – that you wanted to do in retirement, they go do it on your dime. Well, I think a lot of it is we, we live in a world that we want to be comfortable in. Yes. And we like certainty. And, you know, one of the things is that uh, is certain is change, right? Yes, <laughs> and absolutely. We, we, all, we all are a little fearful of change. I think you've said it before. If you if you think you're okay with change, then go home and try to brush your teeth with, with the opposite hand, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, and all of a sudden things feel really weird. And, and right. did things feel really weird in 2020? Absolutely. Will things continue to feel weird in 2021? Probably so. Different weird? Yeah, it, maybe. maybe it's a different weird. I hope it's a different weird. Yeah. I don't need any more of that uh, old 2020 weird. But one of the things that, that I I think is very constant and uh, but there is even change going on with this now is social security uh, there's been a big change in social security not necessarily anything surprising but you do need to be aware that the full retirement age of social security will never be the same for a while because uh, you know it has been that it was 66 and now we're moving into a phase Scott where there's incremental change depending on what year you were born what your full retirement age is yeah if you're watching Watching on our live stream today, we've got a graph that points that out. Your full retirement age, and, and this is, I think it's worth pointing out too, people get this confused. It is not your maximum benefit. It is not the most money that you will receive at Social Security. 
at these ages on this graph. It is the full retirement benefit because the way Social Security works is you can choose to take it at 62, which is a reduced benefit, or you can delay it and let it grow up until age 70. That hasn't changed. You can take it at 62. That's the earliest you can get a benefit. 70 is the biggest the benefit's going to be. But the full retirement age has changed. As you see there, the years of birth matter, 1943 to 1954, it was just 66. And then each year, it bumped up by two months, your full retirement age. And now we are moving into a phase that if you were born in 1960 or later, and that's everybody. That's everybody from John, who I believe was born in 1960, yes, all sir. the way up to me, all the way up to Chad. It hasn't gotten any higher. 67 is your full retirement age. And now when we talk about full retirement age in Social Security, it is important to point out that that's not the maximum amount that you can get from Social Security. That is just considered to be the full retirement age in the vernacular of the Social Security Administration. You can delay taking Social Security all the way to 70, and you can increase the amount of your benefit, but you either have to keep working or you have to have plenty of money to be able to support yourself during that deferral period without Social Security. And determining when you claim Social Security is a big part of the ready-to-retire process. It should be a big part of your decision-making if you are retiring in 2021. And we do a Social Security analysis and strategy for all of our uh, planning clients that will give you a, a, a claiming recommendation on when to take Social Security. Because I think, John, people are really locked in on, I'm going to take it as soon as I retire, the day I retire. Well, that may or may not be the optimum case. Yeah. And, and oftentimes they get it confused with Medicare. Medicare starts at age 65 and, uh, and Social Security, full retirement age Social Security now is somewhere between 66 and two months and, and age 67, depending on when you're born and all of that type of thing. And so there is a lot of confusion, but we try to cut through that confusion and give you a clear plan. Yeah. So just one one of the things we're going to walk through today uh, that you need to be asking questions about and thinking about if you are planning to retire in 2021. We'll continue on the Get Ready for the Future show next. We mentioned the ready to retire process in the first segment and how a social security analysis and strategy is part of the Gen Wealth ready to retire process. If you would like to begin walking through that, the first step costs you nothing, and that is setting up a first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor. You can do that at any time by calling 501-653-7355. Again, the number 501-653-7355 or reach out digitally via email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist and she will set an appointment with you with an advisor near you. We have offices in West Little Rock, Conway, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Northwest. Louisiana. We talked about Social Security and just to kind of put a bow around that conversation, we talked about the full retirement age changing based on the year you were born. So for younger workers now, why does it matter if you have to wait until 67 for your benefit to be a full retirement age benefit? Well, when it was at 66, if you claimed early at 62, you would have received, because of the math, about 75% of your benefit. Well, as the full retirement age climbs, and now is at 67, you'll only get 70% of your benefit if you claim at 62, because the time span is different, right? 62 to 66 versus 62 to 67. And in the same works on the back end of this, because with a full retirement age at 66, if you waited and delayed until age 70, you would have been able to receive 132% of your benefit. 
But as the full retirement age climbs, you will only receive 124% of your benefit if your full retirement age is 67. So some things to consider, especially if you're uh, a, a little bit if you're born after 1960. And Scott, that is uh, very much what a fix of Social Security is likely to look like in the future, uh, because everybody knows that Social Security has uh, some uh, calculated financial problems, some uh, actuarial financial problems. There's still money there. And and uh, let me assure folks that if you're uh, about to retire already in retirement, there's not but maybe a scintilla of a chance that you will ever get any kind of cut to your Social Security benefit, because at some point in time, Congress will will get the printing press going and, and put more money into Social Security. But uh, the reason we have that step increase in, in the retirement age is back during the Reagan administration, Social Security was in bad shape, and they made some fixes to Social Security. And one of those things was putting in that, st- uh, that step up of the uh, retirement age between 66 and 67. Frankly, I think I would see, I think I will go through life and be able to see the full retirement age of Social Security probably move closer to age 70. And why is that? Because life expectancy as a general rule is being expanded. Now, that could be affected by all the the things that are going on with COVID. But again, I do believe that we're going to see some types of fixes to Social Security, one of those being the, the removal of the cap on Social Security wages. Right now, it's about $140,000, I believe it is, that if you make more than that, it's not taxed uh, as far as Social Security is concerned. They will likely pull that off, and that will open up the floodgates of more money into the Social Security system. So Social Security is the foundation of your retirement, and we want you to feel confident about the fact that it is there and is likely to be there throughout your retirement. And one of the things, too, that you can consider, and this is kind of a, a sign of the times. I don't think this was as prevalent before, but we see a lot of older folks raising uh, grandkids, and or or maybe even they've had kids later in life because of a second marriage. It is worth looking into as well. If your Social Security agent have minors in the home, they can receive benefits as well that don't decrease yours. So you could receive fifty percent of your benefit per child up to a family maximum. Yeah, and, and that is, uh, you know, it's uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek called the the Viagra benefit of uh, Social Security. So, uh, you know, if that applies to you, then go yeah. apply for it. All right, so talking about things to consider today, walk you through a few things to ask questions about, have some action steps or decision points if you are planning to retire in 2021. The other part that we talked about briefly in the first segment was Medicare. Regardless of your Social Security full retirement age, you are eligible for Medicare, everybody is, at 65. So when you enroll in the program, you'll need to make decisions about uh, Medicare supplement plans and prescription drug coverage, Medicare Advantage plans, and all that figures into your retirement income needs as well. Scott, I, I think that, that Medicare is one of those things that, that we get a ton of questions about, and it's just kind of almost a fog of, of information that's out there. It's not very clear online what the uh, consumer is supposed to do, but Chad, uh, there is a date of age 65 that you got to pay attention to, or you get a penalty for not applying for Medicare Part B. Right, right. So, you know, even if you are delaying that Social Security if you once you do go in and qualify qualify for social security start social security that is part of this program obviously if you uh start applying prior to 65 but if you have not 
going in and setting up that Medicare, that is something that you don't want to, to miss out on. And, and let's, let's be real clear here. Prior to age 65, that gap, that is one of the things that we talk about a lot mm-hmm. when, when pre-retirees come in and they say, hey, you know, listen, I'm retiring at 62. And one of the things that we have to call time out on, have you, talk, have you thought about life, the, the health insurance? Yeah. Right? Because that can be very expensive. So missing out, number one, on your benefits at age 65 plus missing any penalties for not applying for the Medicare at 65 can be detrimental too. Yeah, and, and Scott, that uh, 62 to 65 range is, is kind of almost purgatory for a lot of people uh, who are trying to retire early, but they basically are not going to be able to continue their, their work health insurance into retirement. Once they leave their employer, then they could probably go on COBRA for 18 months or something of that nature. That tends to be expensive. But then they have to go out. If they don't do that, they have to go out and shop a plan in the marketplace and apply for Obamacare or whatever the case may be. And that can be, uh, for at least a period of time, pretty detrimental to their cash flow because those plans are not cheap. Yeah, it can be done. But certainly that is a major, uh, major point of emphasis to plan for. And again, it all comes back to the income. If you've got to have that income plan and understand, can that premium, if it's pre-Medicare or uh, all the premiums associated with the Medicare supplement plans post-65, can that be worked into? How is it worked into your overall retirement plan? And another part of that, uh, building that foundation that is your required income. Social Security is the first layer of that, but some people uh, still do have pensions. We are seeing less and less of them, guys, but there are still pensions available. If you know you have a pension from uh, work or even here's here's one that falls through the cracks. We talk about orphan 401ks a lot when people leave a job and leave their 401k behind. Sometimes they have a, it may be a really minor benefit, a couple hundred a month, but they worked a job 25 years ago that had a pension benefit. Yeah, pensions are are really, as you mentioned, uh, Scott, they're disappearing from the American uh, retirement landscape. Uh, most of the time, government workers, most of the time, uh, you know, federal government workers have pensions, and maybe some corporations still have pensions. But the key here is to understand your benefit, understand what you're applying for. Don't just by knee-jerk reaction pick the big number, because the big number on your pension benefit is a life-only payout. What does that mean? That means as long as you, the worker, are alive, they will pay you that benefit. But when you pass away, there is no more benefit on a life-only pension. Translation, your spouse gets nothing from that. Now, Obviously, the there are ways around that, and the the uh, common you know uh, scenario is a joint and survivor pension, where the pension continues on to the spouse one hundred percent, and those are options available to you in your pension program, but at a reduced payout. So let's think about it this way: if you have a pension benefit of a thousand dollars a month, in order for you to get a hundred percent joint and survivor benefit, you might have to take seven hundred and fifty dollars a month to provide $750 a month to your spouse because they have to ensure, if you will, that that pension benefit is going to be paid over two lifespans as opposed to one. So that decision about pension benefit is incredibly critical. Uh, One of the saddest things that I've ever seen is literally someone who picked the big number, didn't really think about it, just said, oh, that's the most amount of money that I can get. I'm going to check that box. And then they realized, 
later that they could not go back and change that and provide for a benefit for their spouse. And, and they ended up paying a significant amount of money for a life insurance premium to be able to protect that spouse when they passed away so they would have some income coming in that would not be there as a result of that pension choice. You know, Scott, one of the things else when you're talking about a pension and retiring in 2021 is also where we're at with interest rates mm-hmm. and how interest rates affect those pension payouts and you know, also affect maybe the lump sum payout. So if you're retiring in 2021, I would say that is something that you need to get a hold of right now and take a look at exactly what uh, the maybe the potential with, with the interest rates that we're experiencing right now and possibility of interest rates rising later on, how's that going to affect that pension payout? Well, I can tell you that, that if you have a lump sum option in a pension in, in your, at your employer, there's probably not going to be a better time to take that pension than right now from an interest rate standpoint. Now, years of service, that might be another question. But from an interest rate standpoint, the lower the interest rate is, the higher the lump sum pension is. Translated that, uh, translate that to a, a different uh, uh, scenario. If interest rates rise, then your lump sum amount is likely to go down. Now, your pension benefit actually will go up, but your lump sum benefit will go down. And there's all kinds of math around that. And it's tied to uh, different interest rates that are out there in the economic environment. But the idea is that you probably need to sit down with an advisor and, and carefully evaluate your lump sum pension choices uh, against where you are in your career and in particular where we are right now in the interest rate cycle. Talking about things to consider if you are planning to retire in 2021 and as you walk away from work and ask about those pension options and if there is a lump sum available from your benefits manager, it'd also be a good time to find out if you're uh, eligible for retiree employer subsidized health insurance because that a lot of people who do offer those pensions to people before their Medicare age will offer an opportunity to extend Uh, the health insurance for that gap as well. And there's also opportunities potentially to take advantage of company-sponsored benefits like life insurance, group life insurance, um, and or maybe even membership in a health club or employee discounts on company products, things to to ask your employer before uh, you leave work. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the life insurance component of this. Obviously, group life is typically much cheaper from a premium standpoint than outside life insurance, but do you really need it? when you go into your retirement years. Those are some thoughts to think about as well. If you're retiring in 2021, this hour of the Get Ready for the Future show is for you. We're going to take a break. I'll be back with more in a moment. With questions you need to be asking if you're retiring in 2021, decision points, action steps available over the next hour on the Get Ready for the Future show today. And if you missed any of the program or if it's just a little too much to take in and you needed a little more condensed version of things, we have a great offer for you here and it's free. You can get your Retire 2021 checklist by texting RETIRE2021. That's RETIRE2021 to this number, 501 501- Three eight one five two two eight. Again, it's five zero one three eight one fifty two twenty eight. You can get a free download your retire twenty twenty one checklist. You can do that today. So we were talking before the break, guys, about life insurance and checking before you leave your job in twenty twenty one if you maybe could extend some of your your benefits like group life insurance. But if you can, or even 
or if you can't, or even if you can, I think it's worth considering, do you need it? Do you need life insurance into your post-working years? You know, there's a role for life insurance. And at GenWealth, we believe that role is basically to eliminate debt. Hopefully, you've done that um, in your work life leading up to retirement. It's always a good uh, thing to walk into retirement with little or no debt. Uh, income replacement, but if you've accumulated assets, then that's going to provide your income in retirement. You don't really have a, a need for that part of things. Uh, and then education is always a component of that for your kids. Most likely that's gone as well, that need. So there are roles for life insurance in retirement, but I think it's worth really having a discussion with your advisor if you need it. Scott, one of the things that's changed in uh, the role of life insurance in your retirement is what has happened as a result of the SECURE Act. Uh, We've talked about this on the show before. Chad, when you leave an IRA account or, uh, you know, 401k plan or whatever it is to your spouse, there's, there's, they can assume that as their own. But when that account goes to your kids, then there are some pretty serious tax implications for what happens at the end of uh, 10 years for those kids. Yes. So basically, you know, that, that spouse can stretch that over their, their uh, lifetime as a, as a beneficiary IRA. But then that next step to those children, now we're dealing with the 10 year period. Yes. So let's take, for instance, easy mass, a, a million dollar IRA or 401k. Now that's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year, at least, you know, that we're tacking on to that, the, children's income. And the problem that happens in this scenario is when you've got children who are working age and they may be at some of the highest productive years of their employment, and then you go and add on maybe like in your example, Chad, $100,000 of additional income, then all of a sudden they're all in another tax bracket. What life insurance does is it actually gives you the ability to do maybe several things. One is spend that IRA money during your lifetime, spend it down uh, to to a fairly low level and leave them very little from the IRA, but leave them a death benefit from the life insurance policy. The life insurance policy death benefit is provided to the children on a tax-free basis, meaning that there's no tax at all on the proceeds from a life insurance policy where there is tax on, as we've explained, on whatever the balance is of that IRA account. Now, another way that you could look at this is to provide a smaller amount of life insurance that would be available to pay the actual tax that is uh, going to be due over that 10-year period of time on as a result of the SECURE Act. So it, it did change the game a little bit, Chad mm-hmm. and, and Scott, from the you know what we've often thought of, you probably don't need life insurance when you retire in, in a lot of cases, to now it could be a discussion that you need to have with your kids to be sure that they don't get killed from taxes in a inheritance type situation. I think the key here, John, is that you've got to have that discussion and you've got to make a decision and move forward with knowing exactly why we made this decision. Because what happens a lot of times is if we just continue to pay those premiums or we do, we're doing something that doesn't incorporate with our overall plan, then if we pay those premiums and then we get down the road in five years from now, you're saying, I don't really know why I've been doing this. Let's just stop it. The insurance company wins, right? Yes. You know, so, so having a purpose, so taking the time to not only discuss how am I going to retire and and the plan for taking an income at retirement, but how do all these other pieces play into, to my overall plan. So know that we made the decision to keep this plan as is, we're going to use it for 
for legacy or we're going to use it for income replacement, whatever it may be, you know that you can go move forward based off of that decision. Absolutely. And there is an opportunity too, if we see oftentimes in our office clients who still have cash value life insurance policies, those are the ones that are uh, accumulating a cash value with an interest rate oftentimes. And uh, if you've if you've had that for a really long time and you're walking up to retirement and maybe we evaluate that you don't have a real need for a death benefit anymore of life insurance, it is an opportunity to analyze, Chad, whether you have a need for long-term care insurance. It is. And so you've had this life insurance policy that's accumulated some cash maybe over time, and that's that's served its purpose. But now you're getting into the fourth quarter of life, and you're looking at what are my future expenses could be. You know, So it's not a matter of replacing income, but it's, re- it's a matter of providing for those expenses in retirement. And one of those large expenses can be long-term care. So utilizing some of the, the products that are on the platform nowadays, you can you can do what we call a 1035 exchange and allowing you to, if you do not have those benefits on your existing life insurance policy, adding a rider that you can utilize the, the death benefit prior to death for chronic illness care. And I do think this is probably best looked at prior to if you're retiring in 2021 and you're in your 60s, those premiums on those long-term care policies are going to be higher, obviously. 55 is really the the sweet spot as far as an age. So that may be something you need to look at if you're retiring uh, in 10 years or so to leverage one of those cash value life insurance policies to get into a long-term care policy. Because if 70% of us, statistics say 70% of us are going to have a need for long-term care in the future. So if you're a retiring couple, there's a pretty good chance that one of you is going to need care. And how are you going to pay for that? Uh, And it, it needs to be incorporated into your retirement income plan some way. If you have enough assets, you can create a big enough income stream to self insure. But if you don't, what happens if uh, a six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand dollar a month need uh, has to be added on to all of the other spouse's expenses. It could be it could be worth your time to leverage an insurance company for that. Scott, I, I'm dealing with a case right now that uh, a, a client of ours has passed away. His wife is needing twenty uh, four hour care, and we are actually distributing from retirement accounts. Uh, $14,000 a month to cover that 24-hour care. Now, obviously, that can't go on forever and and all of that type of thing, and that does point out the need for long-term care coverage. Now, not everybody's going to need 24-hour care, but even home health care is expensive, and you've got to think about how that's going to get provided to you as a part of your overall retirement income plan that we call the ready-to-retire process here at GenWealth. All right, so we're talking about if you're retiring in 2021, what are some things you need to consider, some questions you need to be asking? Here's a big consideration. What do you do with that 401k? If it is all still in your company plan and you have retired, it is worth considering a rollover to an IRA. That is one of the many options that are available. Employers do typically allow you to keep that 401k account with the company. However, there may be some more options. There are some more investment options available in an IRA that wouldn't be typically in a 401k. Yeah, and we can provide a guide to you if you have a need to to go through this process, this decision-making process. We can provide a guide that gives you all of the options. You can obviously roll it over to an IRA. You could keep it in your current employer plan. If you were going to another job, of course, we're talking about ultimate retirement, but if you were going to another job, you could transfer it to uh, the company's plan that you're going to 
or you could cash it out. Obviously, if you've got enough money in your 401k plan to matter, uh, you probably don't want to cash it out because you get exposed to taxes and all of that type of thing. And if you're before age 55 from an employer plan, you're going to get a, a penalty for cashing it out. So rollovers are something that people do gravitate to. Now, if it's right in your situation, that's a decision between you and your advisor that you need to sit down and take a look at. You also have an opportunity, Scott, for a rollover even while you were still working called an in-service distribution. And it's just what it sounds like. You are continuing to serve at your employer, but you can make a distribution from your 401k plan to your IRA or take cash out of it or whatever the case may be at uh, beyond age 59 and a half. A lot of plans have that opportunity to do so. And the reason that you might want to consider that is to prepare your retirement income nest egg for retirement and and to begin to align it to face all of those uh, risks that we talk about that you're going into when you retire as opposed to those that you have been dealing with as you're accumulating money. The game changes, and you've got to be able to pivot with that change to protect your assets. Yeah, 401ks are great accumulation vehicles. They are lousy distribution vehicles. It is uh, worth considering how are you going to distribute your assets as income, and does the 401k provide investments that coincide with that? Scott, I was going to mention that uh, as a as a service to our, our listeners on the show today, I want to offer the opportunity to take advantage of 15-minute retirement uh, here at GenWealth. You can go to 15minuteretirement.com. That is the number 15retirement.com and actually uh, go through the process of uh, the 15-minute retirement plan. And it kind of looks like this. You would actually uh, have a conversation with Anna Olive, our new client introduction specialist. She'll get you prepared for that 15 minute conversation with an advisor, she will ask you some information about your retirement accounts and that type of thing. Pass that along to the advisor. They will do some behind the scenes work before you call and then kind of confirm a lot of information on that 15 minute call. And we will be able to tell you uh, basically on a probability scale, what is the probability of you having a successful retirement? Is it 100%? Is it 50%? Is it somewhere in between? I think you would want to know that before you actually really commit to pulling the trigger on retirement and get that momentum going because I've seen people get all headstrong about being retired, but financially, they're not ready to. This 15-minute retirement checkup will give you the opportunity to do that, and you can go to 15-minute retirement, that is 15minuteretirement.com, and go through the process of that 15-minute retirement checkup here at Wealth Financial Advisors. This can be as simple or as in-depth as you're ready for. We we certainly recommend the in-depth. The more in-depth we can be, the better plan we can build for our clients. But if you're not ready to make that commitment yet, that 15-minute retirement is a good start. So you can take advantage of that. Uh, You can also, all the things we're talking about today, uh, if you're planning to retire in 2021, you can download your free Retire 2021 checklist by texting the word RETIRE and 2021. RETIRE 2021 to 501 381 5228. Again, it's 501-381-5228 for your free download. One more segment on the Get Ready for the Future show this hour for you if you are retiring in 2021. Back in a moment. 
Questions you need to be asking if you're retiring in 2021. That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show and our final segment, Time to Land the Plane. So our final things that we should be considering if you're planning to retire this year. We've got review your plan with your advisor in here, and that is assuming you have a plan. You know, I think that we actually met with a couple in West Lurock, uh, guys, just uh, earlier this week who were planning to retire, are planning to retire in about 11 years. And they ask us the question, you know, how, how does this compare as far as are we too late? Uh, are, are we waiting too late to come in? And I tell them, boy, you're wait- there, first of all, there is no too early and there is no too late. But ideally, they are in the perfect spot. 11 years out is entering the retirement red zone. About 10 years or less is when we want to have discussions about uh, investment strategy and moving from accumulation into decumulation or into distribution. But if you're retiring this year, it's still not too late to build that plan. Now, certainly, if you're 10 or 11 years out, John, you've got time to make some changes that will have some real impact on your retirement income. You don't have those opportunities if you're for sure going to retire in 2021. But how do you know if you can? How much income are you going to receive? It is worth it to build a plan with a financial advisor. Yeah, you're going to spend 20 or 30 years in retirement, and and clearly you're going to want uh, a a methodology by which you're you're going to do that. And I just have to say, Scott, that that hope is not a plan. Right. You are not going to get where you're wanting to get simply by hoping. And I think people fall back on hope sometimes when they're faced with the complexities of retirement income planning because it can be overwhelming, and we understand that. One of the things I'm most proud of as as one of the leaders at GenWealth is that we have designed a process and have a very caring team that really does understand how you are needing to progress through this retirement income planning process. And we come alongside you and help you to get down that road. And we have a, a process that is, is education-based. It is strategy-driven. So everything that we're doing is based on a strategy. And we're educating you along the way as to not only what you have, but why you have the, the investments that you have and why you're making the money moves that we're recommending that you make. Chad, I think uh, for anybody, that education component is the real difference maker between them just kind of wandering in the dark and being more confident about what they're doing from a retirement standpoint. Well, the lack of education is just fear. Yes. I mean, and and we we see that a lot. When when someone comes in, whether they think they're where they need to be or they know that they're not where they need to be, once they become educated, they become more confident. And I I see that a lot in the, uh, the appointments is, you know, no matter what your asset level you're at or what you've done at this point in time, if your 2021 is not your retirement year, then one year is going to be your 2021. And if you don't get started now, it's going to, it's, it's not going to look any better for you when you do get there. Scott, Scott, I want to point out that, you know, oftentimes if you ask someone about their retirement income plan, they will hold up a sheet of paper that is their statement from their 401k company or their IRA statement, and they'll say, this is my plan. That's not a plan. That is an investment account. It is an account that says, this is how much money you have. It's not what you're going to do with the money. That is the real difference between having a statement or having an account and having a plan is the plan actually does lay out in very detailed step-by-step fashion 
What is your intent for that plan? Now, we know and understand that life throws you curveballs and life throws you changes. And that's why having a relationship with a financial advisor is so important because they can help you pivot around those changes. You know, if the old saying is, if you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't plan. It means that you should be planning and then be prepared if life throws you a curveball. If all you have is that uh, statement or a collection of multiple statements of investments and you have an overall account value, what does that really mean? What does it mean if you have $500,000 or if you've saved a million two or if you have $250,000? What does that really mean when it comes to your retirement? Well, the outcome when you have a plan is income and building a retirement income plan that very clearly shows you on a monthly basis what's going to be coming into your bank account from your investments and a plan that has inflation-adjusted raises built in over time too because if you do have a 30-year retirement, guys, the one thing you don't want to do is live 30 years with a static paycheck and not get raises. You know, one of the things I think about uh, that would probably scare me more than, than just about anything is to wake up one day and be in a place that I had no idea where I was. I didn't know which direction was north, south, east, or west. I I didn't have any kind of point of reference about where I was trying to get to or which direction home was. That is how a lot of people have got to be feeling when it comes to their retirement uh, aspects. And, and I think that, that you know, the, the development and the, the perfection of a plan with an advisor gives you that roadmap. It gives you the, the perspective and the clarity uh, of, of being able to say, okay, I'm here. I want to go here. These are the steps that I need to take in order to get there. And, and it is a very disciplined process that, that we go through, and we help you to go through here at GenWealth. And, and Chad, that's something that, that you and Teresa and the Conway office do on a daily basis. Our, our advisors here in Bryant do that, Scott and Tim in, in the West Little Rock office. We've got people all over the state that are helping our Kansans to retire every day. And there's really just no reason why you shouldn't just take advantage of that because it is a very clear opportunity to get some perspective. It is. And the education is where we're going to start. We're going to first educate you on what you have and where where we can possibly help you out. And without that education, again, we go back to being fearful. And for those that have accumulated you know, those assets in the 401k, you've worked so hard to accumulate those. Having a plan allows you to spend those. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that you we've I think you guys have all seen that is that person that just has such a grip on there that says I cannot spend this yep. because of the uncertainty. And I think you know what sometimes that uh, as an advisor you look at that and say you know man that that's tough that's a tough situation to be in more so than not even having enough assets to even retire on. Scott, I, I just had a thought about this. Uh, how many times have we seen people that that through just you know sheer bravado, they feel like they can can uh, earn their way through the problems of uh, retirement? In other words, uh, that they they think that if they can just get a 10% rate of return or 12% rate of return on their money, that everything will be fine in retirement. We know that that is just heresy as far as retirement planning is concerned, mm-hmm. because those returns don't happen 
on an annual basis. There, there is an average rate of return that you get, but those averages can sink you in terms of what happens when you have a t- period of time like we had in 2020. So what is a safe withdrawal rate if you know that those returns are not going to happen linear? Well, John, when you visited uh, uh, one of the places up in the Northeast, they, the academics of the world are now saying 2.7% is yes. the safe withdrawal rate. So could you survive or do you want to survive on a withdrawal rate from your investment assets of 2.7%? A more dynamic plan may be in the offering if you step into a conversation with us at GenWealth, and you can do that and step through the ready-to-retire process, whether you're retiring in 2021 or somewhere else down the, uh, the road. But I would point out, again, don't clock out for the last time and look at your investments and say, now what? Don't walk into retirement with no plan because hope is not a plan. Man, that is that is such great advice, Scott, because that is how people have done it for years as they've come up to the edge of retirement and they've looked and said, okay, I'm retiring. Now what? I've got this lump sum of money. I've got a pension. I've got a 401k plan. I've got social security. I'll just try to figure this all out. And, and again, that does not work out in the best case scenario for them in a lot of cases. And so uh, sitting down with a, an advisor uh, here at GenWealth or, or whoever you choose is really the first step toward the type of lifestyle that you really want to lead in retirement, not just from a wealth standpoint, but a comfort standpoint of understanding what's going on with your finances. And all these other things we've talked about, social security, Medicare, life insurance, long-term care. That's part of the ready-to-retire process as well as building you a retirement income plan. You heard the final bell. It's time for final thoughts. Chad, you're up first. I think the today is, is all about education. Educate yourself. Take the time to stop and say, I'm, I'm going to make some, some, some commitment. I'm going to invest some time in knowing exactly what my plan is so that I know what I can do over the next 20 or 30 years. Scott, I would run down the, the list and think about this. Social Security, Medicare, uh, retirement benefits at work, uh, the last-minute benefits that you can get from work, uh, taking advantage of the opportunities on a 401k rollover. Uh, all of those things are complexity, and complexity really is the, the, the field for mistakes if you don't have professional help. And I would recommend that you get that professional help by sitting down and giving us a call. You can do that by, by uh, getting the checklist, the Retire 2021 checklist, by texting us here at GenWealth for that checklist or take advantage of 15-minute retirement. Yeah, here are the offers again. The Retire 2021 checklist available by texting the word RETIRE2021. So that's RETIRE2021. Text it to this number, 501-381-5228. Again, the number is 501-381-5228. It's a free download. It's a quick version of what we talked about today, your checklist if you're planning on retiring in 2021. And if you're not planning on retiring in 2021, maybe you're a little bit farther out, but you wonder if you are on track. Visit 15minuteretirement.com to see if you are on track. It is totally free to you. You can do it in the time that it takes to check your social media. So it can be as simple or as in-depth as you want. You can sit down with an advisor by calling 501-653-7355. GenWealth with offices in West Little Rock, Conway, El Dorado, Hot Springs, Bryant, and Northwest Louisiana. Well, that's going to do it for today's Get Ready for the Future show. We thank you for being with us. Hope you got something out of this last hour, especially if you're retiring this year. And We'll talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501 653 7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.